Hello and welcome to the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. My name is Rim. I'm an artist, a certified life coach and an NLP practitioner and the creator of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Retreats. Passionate about celebrating joy and beauty in the everyday, especially when things are falling apart, I'm insatiably curious about human nature into the world with reverence, awe and a sense of wonder. Tune in for stories exploring healing through creativity, art, embracing sensitivity and navigating the subconscious mind. I'll talk about the struggles that highly sensitive and creative people face and share my experiences, insights and favorite tools along the way. I'm here to empower you to turn what we often deem to be a curse into your biggest gift. I believe that the more we create together, the more we heal the world. So let's dive in! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful for you tuning in. Today is episode 25. 25, woo! Almost half a year of podcast episodes. Like actually a bit more than half a year. <laughs> We're already mid-November. So yeah, I'm so thrilled and excited and grateful that this has been part of my weekly habits. And also it has been part of your weekly habits. For those of you who've been tuning in every week since the beginning, I want to thank you. And also for those who listen more sporadically, of course, I'm always pleased when you join me in these conversations. <laughs> I know they are more like monologues, but in my mind, when I'm recording, I'm imagining that I'm talking with you over a cup of tea or a glass of lemon water or something like that. So it's been a, a beautiful journey so far. Been learning a lot. And talking about journey, today I'm going to talk about a specific kind of journey. It's the journey of finding your purpose. I will talk more, specific, more, specific, more specifically about how I found mine. <laughs> and giving you hoping you that this will help you be more clear about your own path your own journey um the reason why i wanted to do this episode is because i i hear a lot of people asking me how do i know what i'm supposed to do maybe i'm not supposed to do anything special do i have to be doing something really special i feel like my life is aimless or not that fulfilling I'm lost, I'm stuck, what to do, how can I find my purpose, uh, all of these questions and <laughs> it reminds me how when I was 25 I was really sure that I had, I was on my purpose, on my path and actually I was for the time being. So the idea is that it's not set in stone and once you're on the, on one track, on one road, you can never change. You you're on the highway and you're stuck there, or not stuck, but you you're just riding the the, the path. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's more. There are many paths, and you can change at any moment. Okay, I'm not saying you need to change every five minutes. Of course not, because you need a certain amount of time 
to know and to see if this path is the right one, is a good one for you. But like I heard this metaphor somewhere and I liked it. Like think of a tree, a branch grows from it and then another branch. And then the tree will find another source of light. So it will begin to grow another branch in that direction because this new direction corresponds to its need of light. So the tree, the tree needs light in order to grow more and more. But at the end of the day, the purpose of the tree is to grow effectively. Yeah, towards sunlight. But it doesn't mean it's abandoning the other branches. It's just that it needs to keep growing. So it will go towards the sunlight all the time. It will keep going. And I think that's the case for many of us, for all of us, but <laughs> in fact. So often we get stuck because we fixate on one particular way. Our talents or our skills should be expressed. Yet there are many forms they can take. And I think it's really important to be flexible. And at the end of the day, like follow the path that allow us to live our best life. But this can look differently at different paths, at different stages of our lives. So it's important to remember this. Like, it's like, I'm going to give you my example. <laughs> it will be easier if I stay with my example. So for example, when I was growing up, I was fixating on fashion design as a career. Like I knew I want to be a fashion designer. I think I knew around age nine. And I did, and I did become a fashion designer and I did learn a lot. But the thing is, before that, like my parents were both artists. They met and fell in love at art school in Paris, uh, but they, they didn't live from that. They didn't work as a professional artist. They both pursued, pursued more practical careers, one as a teacher, one as an architect. They did make things on the side. Um, like they always had some craft projects. They made jewelry, pottery, decorative objects. They, they made a lot of things. And, and they also built a house and they planted the garden and they designed the furniture and all of that. So everything was very, very like authentic and very personal according to, to them, to their personality, their expression. They really expressed themselves in that way. So obviously this rubbed, um, rubbed off on me as a child and like also my mom was always uh, like, you know, the activities we were doing as a kid. It was always uh, reading, inventing stories, singing, dancing, um, baking, making things nice and playful, like really being involved in my inner in my inner world and expressing it with my hands and visually as well. Um, but I never thought being an artist would be an option for me. I even actually never saw myself as an artist. Um, I just could not. I, I thought being a, a designer would be my own thing. <laughs> Personally to me is like, they are not like in my family, nobody's into fashion, but then it's not true because actually my dad loved fashion and I learned later on that he wanted to be a fashion designer as well when he was 18, 20, but he couldn't, he had to work to earn money, so he could not do that. Uh, but apparently I inherited that as well. But anyway, my point is I thought a design career was much more practical and seemed more tangible than being an artist. So I denied the artist in me at that when I grew up, like 
when I, when I started thinking about which path should I take, for me it was design. And I'm really happy that I did that because I did learn a lot through design. I did learn a lot through fashion. Fashion allowed me to to grow and my experiences like during those 15, about 15 years um, working in that field to allow me to grow in the person I am now. Uh, but I will talk more about this later. To get back to the idea of our purpose and how to find it, first I want to say our purpose is right here before our eyes all the time, but often we we, we only know it subconsciously. Uh, maybe we try to make it big, too big of a deal, like we're trying to make it something extraordinary. And in a way it is extraordinary because it's unique to you, but our purpose doesn't have to be to save the world or to go on mass or, or something like, like that <laughs> or becoming the most famous scientist in the world or nothing like that it can be much more simple it's more about I, the way I see it it's more about doing the activities that lights you up the most that fulfills you that you're passionate about and that allow you to of course to lead the lead the dream of that allow you to live the dream of your life no i can't speak properly what did i want to say to allow you to live the life of your dream like to live the life according to your own terms <laughs> so for me when i managed to be clear on the essence of what lights me up what I and the essence of what I did in the past, what attracted me in the past, what attracted me now, what attracts me now, what I think about, all of that, then it was much easier to pivot and make different choices. So how did I manage to get clear? <laughs> That's the big question. So I took, uh, a, um, you can take a journal. For me, I wrote, uh, initially I wrote it in a journal. Then I started to write it in my notes app in my phone and, and MacBook and then I found this is easier because I'm not doing it I, I didn't do this in one day in one sitting so I, I I like this flexibility I write in my notes when I think about it and then later if I'm on my computer I can add to it and you know and then I can keep it I can access it anywhere anytime because this is something I needed to remind myself of a lot at the beginning now it's integrated it's clearer but at the beginning, I needed to, to check that quite often. Um, so I would recommend you to do... Well, anyway, choose the way you, you feel is, is working for you. But the first question is, what did I love doing as a child? And I listed everything. So as I said before, it was, uh, you know, for me, it was... Uh, Inventing stories, playing dolls with my sister, inventing stories. We would invent characters and and sometimes we would play with our dolls. <laughs> the stories of our favorite books or movie that we watched. We didn't watch a lot of movies, so mainly books. Um, singing, dancing, listening to like dancing to music, um, drawing. <laughs> we used to, my sister and I used to draw, love drawing our dream house because my dad was an architect so we would see he he him um you know his uh, architect plans his architect drawings his houses drawings 
sketches and then we would do the same of course in our way we would draw the house and uh, and see how what kind of plants there would be the house looked like a castle sometimes or sometimes like um, a little cabin in the forest or in some days it could look like something else <laughs> but there was always a garden uh, or some plants and some nice some nice interesting doors doors and windows so yeah that's and then as I added like we like to play dough and uh, bake and um, yeah I also used to make clothes for my dolls and then I would uh, <laughs> make some mock photo shoots <laughs> pretend there is a photographer and they are at a catwalk and <laughs> presenting the latest fashion so this also uh, having some uh, parties at home like my parents like to host some nice parties and they would cook and make the house look very nice and everyone would be happy and feel welcome and nurtured and also picnics in the garden or picnics in nature so all of, all of these things I really really loved when I was a kid and that was what gave me the most joy and after that I wrote um, what gives me joy now um, <laughs> and I realized well it hasn't changed much <laughs> except that I don't play with my dolls anymore but I still love cooking, especially baking. I still love hosting parties with a special theme or even if there's not a theme. Like I remember once in Shanghai, I, I was obsessed with the idea of doing color theme party and I, I hosted a purple theme party with a, with a friend. I managed to enlist him. So we cooked all day long and all the food was different tones of purple. So that was really nice. And um, I still love to decorate my home, to make it look really nice and cozy and comfy. I love wearing nice clothes. <laughs> Whenever I travel, I, I love to visit local designers, local artists, local craftsmen and women and uh, buy things like typical from there, like unique things that I can only find there. I love learning about crafts from different parts of the world. So I would take an embroidery workshop when I was in, uh, like when I went to Japan, I took a, um, an indigo dyeing class. When I was in Thailand, I learned to weave with some uh, tribes women in the mountains in the north of, of Thailand. These are just a few examples uh, that for me, that because for me, well, I will explain later why this is important for me. So let me go back to my process. <laughs> um, also, I forgot to mention that when I decorate my home, I like to think about how can the space be organized well and efficiently and you know, as efficiently and comfortable as possible. And I do the same with the way I dress. Like I love beautiful clothes, but it has to be comfortable and practical with the climate with the weather and all of that um what else do i love to, what else gives me joy <laughs> what gives me joy now is drawing i still love drawing um i love doing things with my hands i love playing with colors with textures with shapes i love learning new things i also love reading and um I love listening to podcasts and like learn how to 
learn learn new things about myself and of my about my mind and how can I grow and how can I become the best version of myself that's really something that gives me joy even though sometimes it's uh, uncomfortable like often uncomfortable <laughs> that's what gives me the more the most satisfaction at the end of the day when I feel like I've learned something new I've overcame a challenge I feel really 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 thrilled I feel really satisfied <laughs> definitely and then beside that I love like I, when I say I love host, uh, uh, creating parties, hosting people, I love this idea of hosting, of receiving people at home, or uh, sharing with others. I love, I love this. It gives me joy, like to see other people feel good and having a special moment. And I love having meaningful conversation. I'm, as I mentioned many times before in the podcast, I'm not a big fan of superficial chit chat, even though sometimes it's fun. Like sometimes I love being silly just for the sake of being silly, <laughs> for sure. Like I love laughing and uh, playing silly games, but I also love, 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 love uh, meaningful, deep, meaningful conversations where usually like it helps me to learn more about myself but also learning about others I, I love learning about other people's lives and their culture their way of doing things the reasons the reasons why they're doing what they're doing also learning about what lights them up and all of that and also because i love solving problems <laughs> i'm i'm interested to to talk about these kind of things and finally, art always gives me a lot of joy. Um, not necessarily art as in, oh, learning exactly, like not in an intellectual way. The, now I like, I'm much more interested by the experience of art. When I go to museums and I look at paintings, what lights me up is to experience the paintings, the artwork, the sculpture. It's like really looking at them, observing them and listening to, like listening within, within me, how I feel about them, what I perceive and um, all the sensation they, they give me. For me, that's the, the, the most, most joyful thing about art. It helps make my life much more interesting and like make my life feel more alive oh and i was going to forget one big 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 thing that i love that gives me joy is sunshine being close to the sun lights me up ha <laughs> and and being close to water most definitely lights me up and how do i know maybe you can ask me how do i know what lights me up what does it mean well it, it means like when you really feel joy and you feel expanded and open in your body and you kind of can't get enough of it you want more and you're happy to go back to it day after day after day after day and it makes you smile and it makes you feel happy and alive like really alive what gives you energy life force and now another question that can help is what activities make you lose track of time so like <laughs> For me, there are a lot of things, but I, if I were to summarize them and group them, I would be, I would say learning about self-development and spirituality, decorating my home, thinking of how to organize the space well and efficiently, creating nice atmospheres, color palettes, whether it's with my clothes or with my home, um, 
I love looking at healthy recipes, but that look really nice, you know, like yummy healthy. Drawing, definitely drawing. Drawing and painting with watercolor make me lose um, track of time. Doing something with textiles, with fabrics, with textures, with colors, as I mentioned earlier, exactly the same. And uh, traveling, organizing trips. It really, I forgot to say that this also lights me up. <laughs> Learning about cultures, but cultures, but also traveling. I love traveling and discovering new places and rediscovering the places I know. Um, so when I plan trips or think about a, a destination and learn about it, I completely you could <laughs> I completely forget the rest. And then the next question is what do you spend the most money on? So for me, when I was um figuring out what to do, um I listed at that time for me I, I used to spend the most money on courses um around self-development and spirituality. Home decor, for sure, making my home nice, food and eating healthy and um, buying yummy ingredients so that my health is optimum and I can have some, like, you know, incredible, incredible food experiences and gorgeous textiles and paints and design things that I, and materials tools and materials that I collect everywhere I go. So that's that used to be a big part of my budget, always. Um, then the next question is what I would be or what would you be doing and where would you be living if money was not an issue? <laughs> for me, living by the beach, close to the sea for sure, in a warm climate, working on my own. Uh, I, I knew, I, I always knew that I would love much better working for some for myself than for someone else and i knew that creating and sharing beauty art joy would be something i would be doing uh, if I, i'm not sure in what form but that would be something i would be doing for sure if money was not an issue and traveling and spending time with uh, my happy family and um, my community of friends and allies like-minded people sharing openly sharing laughter and uh, enjoying our time together learning from each other and the next step is ask yourself like what do you spend the most time consuming what do you read what podcasts what podcasts do you listen to what instagram accounts do you follow if you have pinterest what are your pinterest boards about and for me <laughs> it was quite easy because it's still the kind of a repetition of everything I said earlier. So I listen to textile and craft podcasts, art podcasts, creative podcasts, spiritual podcasts, you know, about astrology, human design, things like that. Um, Self-development, growth mindset podcast. Um, I like some art history things. And in my Pinterest, it's all about textile, textile art, fashion, beauty, home, decoration, travel. <laughs> Another question that helps is, what do you spend the most time thinking about? Again, <laughs> okay, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna make the list because I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I realized like, like yes, I am obsessed <laughs> with the same things. 
And I was obsessed back then. It's just that I, at that moment, I didn't know I could, uh, I didn't know that was my purpose. I was just like, okay, that's what interests me. But at that moment, I still, like, when I, before I engaged in that process, I still thought that my purpose has to be something reasonable and extraordinary. (laughs) Like, something outside of me, something like that. Uh, Or something that other people are doing, that it does already exist. And then the next step is, what are your favorite conversations around? And guess what? (laughs) Guess what my favorite conversations are about? Self-development, growth, the human mind, the subconscious, spirituality, travel in different cultures, food, (laughs) and um, well-being, and oh, relationship dynamics, yes, Uh, I'm quite, quite interested with relationship dynamics, I've always found like I think many of you that relationship with other people are not easy sometimes they are and then suddenly they are not (laughs) and uh, so for me I like I think when did I start I think maybe in my late 20s I late 20s or maybe early 30s I started to read a lot about relationships and um, yeah and I, I always love talking about this with my, fr- especially with my friends. Um, and then after that, I listed what I was doing in my previous careers. I put S because I had several careers. <laughs> uh, what was I doing? Um, so I would suggest you do the same if you've had several jobs. Like list all of them and list what were you doing. Like as a, in general, but also you can dig a little bit deeper and see the activities that you're doing. And you could um, circle, I would advise you to circle those that you enjoyed the most. Okay, so in my case, I worked as a um, pattern maker. I used to make the, the, the patterns and the draping for some designers uh, for London Fashion Weeks. So... For me, this was all about. Um, it's all about. It was all about giving shape and giving structure to the garment, but also giving shape to the designer's dreams. They had a vision, and with my work, I was helping, giving birth to that vision, making it tangible, from drawing to um, to a product. And then after that, I created my brand, and which I loved the most about it was, um, of course, the idea of giving life to something, to be making something with my hands, uh, to be creating, to design, to play with fabrics and and colors always and patterns because I used to to work with some uh, vintage fabrics a lot because um, I, I would really choose them for their beautiful. Uh, beautiful patterns, beautiful designs. And I was always trying to make them, you know, as practical as I could. <laughs> like practical and beautiful, <laughs> always. And of course, I love the, the flexibility of uh, my time that this, that this work gave me. And also the idea of making someone happy with my work, making someone like helping someone to feel good and to beautify beautify their outfit and therefore feel good, feel even better about themselves. And then after that, I worked as a as a fashion professor at university. So this time it was all about sharing what I know 
and inspiring my students, communicating with them and empowering them to find their own style, their own voice, to become confident in their skills and in their ability to solve problems, really. Yeah, because design is really a lot about solving problems. And after that, <laughs> I worked as a fashion designer again. And this was uh, all about uh, being practical. But to be honest, I didn't really enjoy that last experience as a fashion designer. I'm not sure I can say. <laughs> it was a... Yeah. I think I'm not going to talk about this. But another thing I did is I created artwork, textile artwork uh, for for Starbucks in, in China. Um, they have this... Uh, in China, they have this luxury, like up-leveled, up-market version of the, the, the average Starbucks coffee coffee shop. And um, they were working with individual, like different artists for each of these restaurants to make it unique and special according to a spe- specific theme, according to the location of this, uh, this restaurant. And I worked with a few of them and made several textile artwork and this I really loved it was amazing because it was that's actually that's when I thought oh my god what if I could be an artist because I was using my design skills my textile skills my fashion skills all of that like unifying the idea of craft and um, making things with my hand colors texture shape patterns all of that but it was also more free they were not all the constrictions from um from fashion, from the, the clo- from clothing, which is a very demanding and complicated industry. <laughs> I will probably do a podcast about that one day. Because the, the fashion industry is, uh, for me, felt like it's actually stopping me. <laughs> it's, um, how can I say, it's like, it's frustrating. It, I love fashion for self-expression, but I found that working in fashion actually was all about killing my self-expression. <laughs> but like we have to become robots in that world. And I hated that. So the art part, textile art was amazing because I can take all the things I love about fashion, but I also get the freedom and um, the impact I would like to make of art. So yeah, that was uh, very interesting to ponder on that, to reflect on that. And then the next... The next question is like, what are my values? What are your values? So like in my case, I had basic ideas of my values, but initially they seemed a bit intangible for me. So I did another exercise then that I took from my NLP practice because at the same time as I was working on that, I was taking, um, I was taking an NLP training, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And the idea is to find the essence in what I like and extract its essence and extract its value really like the question it's asking yourself a series of questions why is that important for me and what's the higher purpose of that what does that mean to me so I will give you a few examples Uh, so for me um, I said that like learning and self-development and um inner growth was was really important for me so then I asked myself why is it important for me what does that mean to me (coughs) so 
because it leads to self-improvement, to growth, to be my best self. Okay, but what, why is that important for me? Because it will allow me to live to my potential. It will help me to, it will allow me to transcend the odds to accomplish my, yeah. I feel like it will help me to accomplish my mission on earth um, in this life, in this lifetime. And that would, so what would be the higher purpose of that? Um, it would be my connection to spirit, connection to spirituality. And what's the higher purpose of that? I find it very efficient and an effective use of my skills, of my talents, of my gifts. If I'm here as myself, like the way I am, it must be for a reason. And that's because I need to use my talents in a way that propels me forward, but also help others like contributes to make a better world um, and then I asked again myself why is that important for me because I love when things make sense in a way and um, what's the higher purpose of that well we are all seeds we are all growing seeds in a garden in the beautiful garden that is the world and why is that important for me because for me life growth expansion beauty the beauty of growth is uh, is like magic it's like it's like the meaning of life the beauty of the meaning of life and then what's the higher purpose of that also about learning and self-development is that it's like understanding the world by nurturing my seeds growing and helping others nurturing their own seeds growing it's like understanding the world and um, creating more empathy building connection and what does that mean to me? It leads to more expansion and more joy. So this is an example. Another one related to art, textiles, since my first iteration of uh, art and craft in my career was textiles, fashion and textile. So I will, under textiles, I will put everything, like I will group all the things like colors, textures, patterns, volumes and shapes um, so why is it important to me because um, it's beautiful and so what's the higher purpose of that pleasure beauty 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 gives pleasure it helps to transcend our problems as well make our life better it's a kind of it's kind of magic <laughs> And um, what's the higher purpose of that? It's a connection to heritage, connection to roots. And then I would, that would lead me to inspiration from others, appreciation of crafts, of skills, respect of handiwork, human knowledge. Human knowledge is like magic to me. Um, and that would lead me to the magic of the human mind and the idea that we are all connected, spiritually speaking. And I also linked it to self-expression and communication <laughs> and bringing joy. There's also the, the idea of creating stories, um, the idea of elegance, harmony, <laughs> universal, like art is a universal language. It's an expression that transcends everything. It helps us to feel good. And also another branch um, of my questioning was okay it's about creating stories telling stories of who we are of who we can be it's also about playfulness fun joy um, and connection to spirit again it's uh, it's about also empowerment and growth so 
Okay, I'm not gonna do it with everything, but basically when I strip down and I dig, dig deeper into my um, all the the, the the words, the activities, the things that I loved and that I've been doing and that I've um, invested in, that I think about, all of that, I, I gather those notions, that values. So it was for me, uh, at the end, what was uh, really important was the, the notions of adventure, discovery, exploration, surprise, childlike wonder, experimentation, play, joy, and um, freedom, freedom and empowerment, freedom of my schedule, freedom of my time, freedom to try things, and also um, self-expression and empowerment. Then I thought about what do I admire in others and secretly wish I had I was more like and for sure something that I've always admired people for is going after the dreams being bold and fearless and believing in themselves and take taking the path that is outside of the quote-unquote uh, norm and like being free free-spirited and uh Playing by their own rules. I've always admired this in people, as long as they respect others, of course. Um, there are also some people who whose lives seemed easy and simple. Like when they want to try something, they just try and they trust that it works for them. You know, they have this playful side. And when I say simple, it's not like simple, but not over complicated side of them. They, I feel like they are free in that case, like in that way, I found that they are free because they are free to be themselves and they are free to allow themselves to experiment with that, with what that means. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then after that, I also thought about what do people often criticize me for or like when they say I'm not realistic about and some things that came to my mind is <laughs> always been not always but often been criticized by my family members and boyfriends for being too childlike at times like oh you're not serious you're not being serious you're joking so much or you're, ki you're kidding too much you're playing too much you're like <laughs> you're not reasonable these were the things that um I was told again and again and again. And then I realized, well, of course, I, I tried to deny these aspects of myself during my career because I thought that were not desirable traits, like that was not good about me, <laughs> which led me feeling really exhausted and depressed and sad in my work because actually those very things about me being childlike, <laughs> Uh, always asking questions uh, yeah I was always told you ask too many questions so these very things if channeled to my advantage it could be really it's like my gold it's it's what makes me unique it's my way of um of being and and it's actually a gift <laughs> so I would encourage you to think about is there something one or two or three things that people have consistently been criticizing you for something that comes naturally to you probably since your childhood i know for me i've always been asking questions always 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 
and I've always been very curious and open towards trying new things and oh yeah because <laughs> that this is also something uh, people reproach me like oh you're always starting things and you're not finishing you're trying too many things at once you should focus on one thing and well actually isn't it part then isn't it part of the creative spirit to try things to explore to experiment so I think it's not something we should push away. It's actually a great thing, as long as it doesn't overpower us. But for me, like doing the work to reclaim these parts of myself and to learn to love them, to embrace them, has been really super, super helpful towards, you know... <laughs> embracing this uh, new phase of life so um, yeah please do this <laughs> and you probably you will probably say well okay Rim, thanks but you know we are in this world we need to earn money uh, <laughs> one needs to be reasonable and practical anyway and and realistic yes sure 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 we need money but some but too often we take money as um as a stick as an excuse to beat ourselves up and for not doing what really excites us the most so that's why like when i asked like earlier i said one big question is to ask if money was out of the question if there was no issue about question like money doesn't exist anymore what would you do with your life because too often we're stuck in that all or nothing mindset like oh you need to earn money so you need to do this and that to earn money thinking about what you think is reasonable what you think you should do what you what your family said you should do or your teachers or your friends or whoever society at large but so often there are so many ways you could be doing something you love but in a way that brings you money it's not one or the other uh, the idea is, of course, to make to earn money from your purpose for 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 what you do for the work you do. But this all these questions I, I asked here today, they are helping you to see the clues, to gather information, and to see the similarities between different things. Like it's like making obvious to you what is already here what's already in your life what's lingering within and around you and i went through that as well like when i once i finished these exercises and i asked myself all this question i was like okay yes um it's much clearer for me what i need to be doing in my life and i realized like some part of it was already present with all the activities i did before but then I started to write, just let myself write, even before writing, just thinking, reflecting, what could it look like now that I know these are my words, these are my values, this is what I, that's really important for me. How could I incorporate it into my daily life? How could I direct my life according to these, to these values? And then what I did is also studying my human design and my astrology really helped me. It's um, it's kind of it confirmed me that I was on the right path. Um, but basically, I'm not gonna give you all the details. But basically, in my human design, my um, like one important my incarnation cross, like the first number of my incarnation cross is uh, th three gate three, and it's the full, I think the the 
it's like the the sacred fool is the one who playfully creates order from chaos and the one who observes life and who has this childlike wonder, wonder attribute and I thought okay that makes so much sense <laughs> that I you know that I am I'm so passionate about transformation growth this is this is kind of the it could be representing the chaos because it is chaotic to transform and to grow it's, it's not easy and the creative process is chaotic at times we need to face the unknown change face changes try things and explore and i think the way to find your purpose sometimes it's very chaotic it's like our journey can seem chaotic at times but at the end it all makes sense and i think the artist the the, the talent of the artist or the the mission let's say the yeah what i want to say is like the artist's mission the creative's mission and also the sensitive mission is to show to prove and to show that the journey the process of making sense can be playful can be graceful by celebrating the beauty around and then um i was also confirmed that i was in the right path when i when i look at my astrology chart uh it's the jupiter planet jupiter that can give you your your gifts and venus as well and for me okay let me check my book because i think i'm gonna say something silly so hold on this is something i learned from natalia benson but yes it's jupiter it represents our unique and innate gifts that don't always feel comfortable to activate and my jupiter is in scorpio in the in the fifth house and uh, according to Natalia Benson, this is uh, the energy of the alchemist, transforming, guiding, going deep. The, there is the water element. And then in the fifth house is about creativity, childlike play, self-expression, performance and motivation with the fire element. So, <laughs> well, you see, there are some themes really defining, getting defined. And that, then another element is uh, Venus, your Venus placement that I learned that, that represents your creative power. My Venus is in Pisces and Pisces, it's all about dreaming, emotions, creativity. And I don't remember which planet in my chart, but also have like all the charts about traveling and uh, creating experiences and healing and art. So at the end, when I gathered all of this information, I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I could travel, if I could like incorporate traveling into my work, if I could um, incorporate creative expression, art, if I could incorporate um, spirituality, mysticism, inner growth, self-development, and also the idea, the notion of learning, keep learning and experimenting and... Um, gathering like gathering people like-minded people around me you know to give them to provide them with uh, beautiful moments beautiful experiences that would also allow them to transform so once i had this once once i asked myself these questions it it became pretty clear that making art has to be part of my life definitely i cannot i don't want to shy away from it anymore um creating and organizing retreats seemed also quite 
natural and like it makes sense and I'm doing this podcast same it's uh, it also felt it felt it felt true like all of these three things felt really true they're all combining my values and they're all incorporating those uh, those uh, values keywords that I gathered like the essence basically the essence the essence of what I love and what of of what my gifts are and uh, I wish the same for you and I hope this uh, was inspiring but also like take this as a as a game as a creative exploration how can you make this a game it's like it's it's a it's a great exercise because it it helps you to like it's a super opportunity to learn more about yourself and to also heal some wounds you know like to shift your perspective around what is reasonable or what is practical what is uh, realistic because at the end of the day who really knows what is realistic because everybody is different some people like for example for like some of my friends probably hosting retreats retreats is not realistic and it's not reasonable because they don't like planning they don't like planning activities they don't like to travel or maybe they don't like to host they don't like to host people so of course for them it would be really unrealistic but for me it makes total sense and i love doing that i just remember there's another point i didn't mention being an hsp being a highly sensitive person of course that's also a very important component uh, so you might also add this question like what am i particularly sensitive to and how can i take this into account into my into my purpose and what is your gift related to that like what is your super sense if you will and what it what does it allow you to to do in your life maybe not in your current career maybe not in your current relationships but ideally like if you picture a pic you picture your ideal work there your ideal relationships how would your sensitivity come to the forefront like how would it help how would it help you assist you what how would it give you an edge really like for me it's definitely uh, this um, you know the ability to feel emotions deeply the the ability to have empathy the ability to understand other people the ability to to sense like to be connected to my sense in a, senses in a way that is um, that ha it helps me to be a, a better artist it helps me to connect to art to connect to, it helps me to connect to my soul you know <laughs> really and um, <laughs> oh yeah my superpower although i'm a very very visual person and i usually like i always notice things about people when i meet them like i, I really observe people a lot <laughs> uh my super my super sense is the sense of touch uh and i think this is linked to this uh need that i have to be making things with my hands so yeah that's quite a lot of uh introspection for you uh but when you do this exercise this like you answer this series of questions i would love to hear from you and like to hear how did this process go for you what are your findings were you surprised were you not so surprised at the end like what, what did you come up with what is your new purpose i would love 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 to hear remember one of my big values is uh, like-minded connections <laughs> 
and meaningful connections. So I always, uh, it always makes me super happy when, uh, when some of you connect with me and uh, chat about the, the podcast episodes and how you found it related to you and, and all of that. So please don't hesitate, get in touch. You can email me uh, or you can also message me on Instagram. I will put the links in the show notes. That's it for today. See you next week. Bye-bye. If this resonates with you and you would love to learn more about how to reconnect to yourself, how to listen to your body, how to connect to your senses, how to be more in touch with your authenticity so that you can lead life according to your own terms, I'd love to invite you to join me and a small group of like-minded souls for a very special retreat in beautiful Provence for five magical days to reignite your dormant dreams and desires while cultivating new and exciting possibilities. This will be next June, 6th to 11th of June 2024, so it's next year, and I call it an enchanted interlude in the biosphere reserve of Lubéon Regional Nature Park. This is lovely 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 place in the south of France and there is a kind of magic magic vibe to that place particularly beautiful in June with the various shades of greens of the Garrigue and the azure blue sky the vibrant ochres of the Provencal Colorado is a natural paradise that invites your heart to soar this amazing retreat will touch on all your senses and all aspects of your being physical emotional mind, creative and soul. You'll walk the ochre canyons, listen to the sounds of wildlife, share laughters, give free rein to your creative expression and relax into rediscovering lost dreams and new possibilities as you celebrate and uncover the next chapter of your life. We will meet our inner wisdom through mindful and creative practices led by me and other local healers sketching, drawing, watercolor painting, wildlife bird song reflexology, works in nature, a cooking workshop and a herbalist work. By the end of our five nights together, you'll be relaxed, re-inspired and ready to dive into the next chapter of your life with clarity and newfound confidence in yourself. If this is for you, you can find all the information on my website, rimcreativenergy.com. And I also put all the links in the show notes. If you have further questions, you are not entirely sure if this is for you or you would like to learn more, to know more about the retreat, feel free to reach out. I am now opening 30 minutes free exploration calls. I'm calling this retreat exploration chats where you can ask all the questions you have and I can tell you more about the retreat and we can see together if this is the right thing for you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if it has inspired you, please share it around you. Also, if you feel called to it, please subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review. It really helps to spread the word out. All your questions are welcome. You can send them to me on Instagram at rim.creativenergy.com or email me via my website rimcreativenergy.com and don't worry... I'll share in the show notes exactly where to find me. Until next time, sending you loving creative energy.